All right, Toyota, everybody. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. A workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced technology to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available technology this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales events deals when you visit buy a Toyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr. It's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. And ah, <coughs> I'm just checking in on you. I'm just checking and just seeing how your week's going. You know? You know, I would think if I was a New York Yankee fan, despite the fact we're only a couple of games up, for the one-game playoff, I would say that I'm having a pretty good fucking Thursday. You know, did you see the last couple of games? Did you see last night's game in particular? I'm going to tell you guys right now, I'm going to gradually wean you off of watching ESPN, Fox Sports West, listening to the fan. Okay? Nobody gets it right more times in my own mind, in my own world, without doing any research on how any of those other people, how many times they get it right. Nobody gets it right more than the man you're listening to right fucking now. What the fuck did I say? Well, Bill, you've said a lot of things. All right, fair enough. I have said a lot of things. Have I mentioned this fucking wire sucks? Jesus Christ, God forbid I turn my fucking... This is unbelievable. It's a brand new fucking wire. Does anything work? Is this how like China is going to slowly like they know they can't fucking bomb us. Right. So what do they do? They just make everything just a little bit not fucking right. And it just it's going to gradually drive them fucking crazy. Now, what do I do? I got to move this thing over here. Bring this up because God forbid there's any weight on this wire. The second there's weight. Oh, all of a sudden it doesn't work. Now it totally doesn't. Come on. I need to hear myself. I need to hear myself talking about how great I am. All right. There you go. Um, I told you motherfuckers. I love how I'm mad at you guys. Like you ever said, no, you didn't, Bill. You never told us that, right? Fuck is my water. Oh, Jesus. This going to be one of these. Oh, there it is. There it is. Um, I told you way back in fucking August when the Red Sox swept the Yankees and ESPN's like, oh, it's fucking over. What's over ESPN? Oh, I guess maybe a divisional race. Who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? There's still the wild card. Still the fucking wild card, dude. That's like there's an axe murderer outside your fucking house and you just lock the front door and you leave the back door wide open. You're like, well, I guess that takes care of that. Not to mention if you have a wood door, you know. It's a motivated axe murderer. 
you know, he, he could just chop down the door, which actually would work in your favor. It gives you time to try to find something to defend, you know, defend yourself. His axe, you know, technically speaking, will be a little more dull because they're going through the front door. But this is all beside the point. I told you motherfuckers back then, I was like, until David Price goes into the fucking motherfucking Yankee Stadium and wins a goddamn game, I don't give a fuck that we're out there sweeping the Baltimore Orioles. All right? Regular season stats, you know what that's like? That's like the guy who was the fucking big man on campus in high school. Right? He's the fucking, oh, he's the captain of this. He's got the dimple in his fucking chin. He's banging a fucking cheerleader, right? And everybody's like, oh, my God. This kid, he's going to be the president, right? Now what happens? You go back to the reunion and he looks like me. No. He go. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, it doesn't make a difference if you win 89 games or fucking 129 games. What matters is how you're doing against the fucking teams that you're going to see in October. You know? But that's not the business that those, those so-and-sos over in ESPN and Fox News and whoever else I'm, I'm lumping into the same fucking category. That's not the game they're in. They're in the game of what the fuck you see is what the fuck it is. And we will hype the shit out of it and not even remotely look at it analytically. So then if what happens happens, you can be like, I said it was going to happen, but what you said was going to happen doesn't happen. Then you get to do the what happened. What happened was you got enamored by a bunch of fucking victories against the Orioles and the fucking Tigers and a bunch of things. I mean, these guys, they they hit like over 9,000 home runs in the regular season and they were absolutely anemic in the playoffs. Well, yeah, well, how did they do against the fucking... Astros. Sorry. Anyways, you know what? You know what that's like? It's like watching Paul. I love Paul to death. I got to get him on this. I have to get him on this fucking podcast because I'm always making fun of him. And I want you guys to know that it comes from a place of love. All right. Most of the times it comes from a place of love. But right now it comes from a place of concern. Okay. One of the dumbest fucking things that you can do. Besides buying a fucking goddamn I, a fucking speaker wire. For, I'm, I'm blaming it on China. Okay? It's, it's always a great guess. Everything's fucking made over there. All right? It's like when, when you, you, you're eating a donut. You're like, what, what's the main ingredient, ingredient in here? The one guess you have is corn. Corn is in everything. If you don't believe me, watch the one documentary I ever watched about food. And now are, are using that as my Bible. I saw it years ago, so I'm probably misquoting it. All right? Having said that, no, what I just said was a fact. <laughs> One of the dumbest things you can do is the first game of the week, bet a bunch of fucking games. All right? And I'm not talking about fantasy shit, and I'm not talking about all the people, the sports gambling podcasts that I read uh, advertising that I told you to, to go out and do that exact fucking thing. So this would be hypocritical now for me to tell you this, but I, you, know, you don't know who the fuck anybody is until about two, three fucking weeks in. All right? I've tried to tell Paul Verzi this. Paul Verzi is the king of betting football, college or pro. In fact, when I first became friends with him, back when college football 
wasn't brilliant enough to realize that they, they needed to have some good matchups in the first few weeks to get people into it, to pull them away from the NFL. And this is, this is what's happening. You know, even though I haven't looked at the ratings. Okay? I'm saying it's happening. Therefore, it is happening. Okay? Now, if these goddamn feminists and, and me tours can just say things happened without any evidence, then goddamn it, I can say this is happening. With no evidence, no research, no nothing, all right? Fucking college football is, is, is getting better ratings right now than the National Football League, dare I say, a presidential address. Okay? Now, if Netflix doesn't have to give out ratings, then why should I have to look at them? That's what I say. Um, anyways, Paul, Paul, uh, this is like 10 fucking years ago, 12 years ago when I first knew Paul. This is back when they had all the cupcake games, you know, to establish the rankings for whatever reason. They would have like Ohio State go play uh, Eleanor Rigby's fucking nursing home, right? Nursing, school of nursing or some shit, right? And then they would be favored by like fucking 80 points. And fucking Verzi would go out and just the first week of football, you know? Being a college coach is so much harder than being a pro professional uh, coach simply because every, th- you know, three, four years, you got a brand new fucking team. You're just constantly, every year's a fucking rebuilding year. And now all these goddamn millennials, which they're not millennials, once again, 1980 to 1995. They're 23 to 38 years old. I actually just told a 38-year-old woman yesterday that she was a millennial and she couldn't fucking believe it. I said, yes, you are according to the one website that I went to and didn't even look at a second one to even back it up. You are a millennial. And she said, I don't identify as millennial. And I was like, are you angling for your own bathroom? Um, I don't you know. I'm doing this right now because I don't even know what the fuck's going on in the world right now. I just know it's a fucking, everybody is in a goddamn hissy fit about everything. So I just know, and I know that the, you don't need evidence. You don't need fucking anything. People just say things, and then it's not only the person that did the thing, it's the person that stood next to the guy that did the fucking thing. So in the future, God forbid, God for fucking bid, you're standing on a subway platform, and somebody jumps in front of a train to commit suicide. Um, They're going to blame you for assisted suicide because you stood there and did nothing. (laughs) Um, Sorry. That's probably a slight exaggeration. It's probably bad, you know. I probably should have read up on the story a little more. I probably don't know what I'm talking about. I probably won't even upload this, but I might. But if you're listening to it, you know I did. So Verzi would go out and he fucking would just, just the first week of college football. You have no idea who the fuck anybody, anybody is. And he would just, he would just, dude, it's a lock. I mean, it's literally a joke. Nebraska given 58. And he'd fucking bet on the favor, right? He's doing it again this year. All right? Last week, he fucking bets, you know, he's got that, that fucking homecoming theory. A good road team coming off a loss, playing the next week at home. He doesn't give a fuck how many fucking points they're given. He, he, he can't lay off it. So he keeps calling the Lions the hapless Lions, the hapless Lions. It's just like, dude, they, their first game of the year, they had a shit one, okay? Everybody's going to have a shit game. The fucking Patriots just had a shit game against the Jaguars. 
but it was week two. So nobody's saying that that's who they are. But last year, they had a shit game against Kansas City, and all of a sudden, the whole fa- all the wheels were off. The Tom Brady era was over. And what ended up happening? Old Tommy Brady brought us right back to the fucking Super Bowl. He threw for 500 yards, over 500 yards in the game, and he lost. It was our defense sucked that game, you know? Um, Because they they only held Nick Foles to over 300 yards. (laughs) Which I guess was a great day if the other guy threw for 500. But at the end of the day, if you don't come out with victory, then what does it mean? Um, So last week, Verzi's telling me that the Lions, the hapless Lions, you take Jimmy G coming home. San Francisco, it's a lock. And he's texting me the whole game as San Francisco is winning, saying, what did I say? I said it all week, exclamation points. He's in absolute euphoria that he said something that now looked like it was going to happen. And he's looking at Matthew Stafford like this fucking guy likes to lose every week. Like this guy doesn't have any pride. Like this man can't get out there and sling that fucking rock. And next thing you know, the fucking Lions come back in the end and they end up covering the spread. Now, we've all fucking been there, all right? So you learn from your past. Well, if you learn from your past, you wouldn't keep gambling. But no, you come back for more. What does Verzi do? Again this week, he's teasing the Patriots. They're playing, I think they play, I don't know, somebody's playing, he keeps calling them the hapless Lions because they had one bad fucking week. So now the Lions are playing the Patriots, our former fucking um, coach is coaching the team. He's been with he, what, man, fucking Patricia there. Like, that guy doesn't know some of the shit that we do. Okay? Now, I'm not saying the Patriots won't go in and kick the fucking shit out. I'm not saying the Patriots won't kind of shit I'm not saying, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. I'm just saying, the f- you just lost betting against this fucking team. And you're still calling them the hapless fucking Lions. They were on the road. They almost beat the fucking 49ers. They had one bad fucking game. All right? And this brings me back to the fucking Red Sox. All right? They sweep the Yankees in the beginning of August, and everybody fucking, all these guys in these fucking sports shows, they put their tasseled fucking loafers up on the desk, you know? Fold their fingers on top of their head, and they, ah, it's fucking over. It's oh, it's It ain't over. It's not over. It's not fucking over. So my prediction, the Red Sox, uh, I just don't think we, we don't have the fucking one-two punch. We don't have a one and two, as far as I'm concerned, in our starting rotation that you need. You know? We just don't have it. So I think we're going to win a bunch of fucking games, and then we are going to lose in the playoffs. I don't want that to happen. I didn't want to say that to you. I don't want to ruin your fucking day. But, you know, until uh, Price starts fucking winning in Yankee Stadium, I just don't fucking see it unless we're going to play four straight fucking games or, all, all, you know, only have him start at home. Oh, my God. I love the guy. He's a fucking amazing pitcher and everything, and I really needed him to win last night. I needed it, okay? I needed it because, you know, I, I, you know, I, I live through sports. That's, that's how, that's what I do. Okay, there. Okay, does that make you feel better? It's not enough that I'm a 50-year-old man alone in a room right now talking into a microphone, hoping that somebody's listening 
nodding in agreement. I almost didn't get through that word, listening. Listening. Um, and we'll have things you'll want to talk about. I will too. This is like my own Mr. Rogers show. You know? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day in the neighbor. Here comes the cunt through the fucking door. He has always wanted to be right about something in sports, even though it has no effect on his life. So let's all fucking listen to this shit. Send him some emails and say, dude, that was it. You figured it out. You're a genius. Go fuck yourself, you red cunt. Sorry. Um, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. I always have to finish the song. Please go fuck yourself. You freckled cunt. Um, anyways, uh, I have not been watching the news. I've been working. I'm writing a script right now, so I haven't been watching anything. And it's fucking hilarious to not watch the news, to not what's, know what's going on. Because all your friends just constantly are just sending you texts, all caps. Are you watching this? Or they call you up, dude, did you see this? Did you see that Mark Cuban thing? Did you see what Trump said? Did you hear about the fucking albatross? Did you, did you, did you see what happened in Bolivia? It's, it's fucking, it's never anything good. Never. Never anything fucking good. Um, anyways, so I, 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 don't, I don't know what's going on. I did watch the Mark Cuban thing for like a minute, man. That was fucking... Uh, that was brutal. That now that that right there that that's a, that's one of them brutal ones. There ain't no maybe this. There ain't no maybe that. That's just straight up. That's just fucking. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I I don't you know I gotta tell you here at this podcast like that's not the way we run our business here. Now the genius of my podcast is there's there's nobody else here. Therefore I can't get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I don't send emails to myself. At no point will I ever be on the ESPN of podcasting, sitting there shifting uncomfortably, trying to answer questions that I, I have the answers to. I just don't want to tell them to you because I know it's, it's, I did the wrong thing. Um, or maybe, maybe in the future, there'll, there'll be something like that, you know? I just want to see, when, when is a woman going to be fucking squirming? What about that woman who fucking date raped the 17-year-old the, the guy who fucking was talking all that shit about Harvey Weinstein and then she fucking paid the kid off and then blamed it on a dead guy? Where, why isn't she shifting around asking, answering fucking uncomfortable fucking questions? You know, sometimes it's deer season, sometimes it's elk season. I guess it's still deer season. I can't, when... When is it going to flip a, when is it going to flip around? Um, <clears throat> that's why I don't look at this. I saw this woman, she wrote on like Twitter. She's just like, uh, oh, this one guy, he was able to come out back after fucking six months. And it wasn't six months. It was close to a year. So they already fucking shaved off some months. And uh, Monica Lewinsky wasn't able to come back for 20 years. It's like, what are you talking about? And she goes, and she did nothing wrong. Well, I think Hillary would probably debate that. 
Um, it's like she hosted SNL. She wrote a fucking book. She had a line of purses. She had a show they tried to get on the air. She not only, she, she fucking became a cottage industry off of that thing. It's like, what are you talking about? Um, anyways. I, I don't know. I, it's, it's just like I, this, this fucking thing that women are doing now. With all, they just keep peeking over the fence and all they're seeing is green grass. You know? I, I, I don't, just don't fucking, it's like, what are you looking? That's all you see? You only see green grass? Yeah, and they just fucking show up and people just give them stuff. If a guy does something wrong, nothing happens. If a woman does something wrong, the whole fucking world collapses. They sound like fucking five-year-olds. I'm not saying there aren't double standards or everything, but like, why don't you pick one that's actually a double standard so you don't have to fudge shit? That's then your whole thing is just going to fucking collapse. Or maybe you do research. This woman actually said, she's on her fucking stump. She's saying, after the Monica Lewinsky thing, Bill Clinton was, was then reelected. It's like, he wasn't. It happened in his second term. Do a little research. I mean, what, what, what do you mean? <clears throat> and we'll have things we'll want to yell about. I will to um when a woman brushes your teeth she can feel the whole toothpaste community judging her when a guy brushes his teeth they're like oh he, he should run the company next time you're in traffic stop and go traffic ladies just just look at the looks on the guys' faces. Look at the cars they're driving. Do any of them look like they're even in remote control, remotely in fucking control of their lives? Ladies, be honest with yourselves. Okay? In the average relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, okay, married, whatever, life partners, the end of the day, Okay. If she wants to get brunch and the guy doesn't, what the what do you think you're gonna do? What is the guy's options? Does he have any? At the end of the day, who's really calling the shots? If only one person has life insurance, okay? If there's only one fucking person that's gonna benefit from the other person's death. On average, who is that person? Huh? I mean, come on, people. Happy wife, happy life. Where's the cute little rhyme for the guy? There isn't one. It's because we don't matter. <laughs> Look how they hype Valentine's Day. It's all about the woman. Why? Because they know that every guy is living the fucking male-female dynamic, which is keep it happy, maybe it will fuck me. Keep it happy, maybe I can watch the game. Keep it happy, maybe I can enjoy 20 minutes of my weekend. That is, that is the world most men are living in. 
But if you go on the internet and you go on social media, most men are blocking a doorway while jizzing on a plant and running a company. I'm telling you, when you're in traffic, just look, look, I'm telling you, you just look at the side of somebody's head and you know who the fuck they are. You can see how much hope they have left. All right? I challenge you. Why is that thing doing that shit now? Um, I challenge you. I challenge you to find a lot of hopeful fucking guys out there. Did you see? I, I, did somebody else told me that. And I actually looked it up. That fucking, that, that woman out there uh, uh, in, in Hawaii telling men to just shut up and do the right thing for once. It's a fucking, she's holds political office and it's just talking like that. Just shut up and do the right thing. All the guy's asking for is, is to, ha- to say his side of the story. She's basically saying, shut up. Don't listen to the guy's side of the story as this woman says all these things that's going to destroy this guy's career. I'm not saying what the woman's saying is true or isn't true, but the guy, he, he doesn't even have the right to defend himself. Just shut up, dude. for once. All right, how about we do that when you push away from the buffet table? Oh, there's a nice low blow for you. and I, I, I'm proud of doing it. I'll take the 10-minute misconduct. That's what it's becoming. It's becoming literally shut the fuck up. All guys shut up and listen to one side of the fucking story, and then that's the story, you know? The story is my story. Your story doesn't count because you have a fucking dick. That's the world that we're going into right now, and evidently it's like progressive. It's fucking insane. It's insane. And right now, if one of these crazy women listened to this, they would completely twist what I just said and say that I'm actually against women who've been abused getting some sort of justice, which is not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that they're, they're, you have to listen to both people and then weigh the evidence, you know? Even that is a, a flawed fucking system. But it's the best system we have. And now you're going to take that system and you're going to throw it out. And now you just, you know, it's like Frankenstein movie. They're fucking coming up the hill with torches. Um, just shut up. And, and as you can tell, I'm a little emotional. You saw her, like she had that whole fucking thing planned out. Like she, you know, she thought she was going to get like a bunch of hits, which she, I obviously did if I fucking heard about it. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's literally, it's like McCarthyism meets uh, fucking MySpace is what's going on right now. Um, yeah. Guys, just show up and everything works out. When we show up, they're like, hey, get out of here, you whore. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the average guy is driving some sort of shitbox to work, working for somebody else. In a job that he never really dreamed of having as a kid. That's most people's fucking reality. But not on social media. Social media, every guy's out there running a company, eating steak and lobster for fucking lunch, and making his secretary show her her tits. Like, that's what's happening. That's what all that... And every so, every guy out there, shut up! How dare you try to defend yourself and everything you worked for? Shut up! Do the right thing and shut up! Um, just a comedian me, I, I can't lay off this shit. It's so fucking funny that like you're literally watching women's reaction 
to abuse of power, and now they have power, and they instantly start abusing it. I mean, it's just, it's just completely going off the fucking rails here. Um, and most people, male and female, understand that, but all of us are too afraid to tweet or say fucking anything because then, like, cause then you have to literally apologize. I watched somebody in my business have to go on an apology tour for literally having an opinion. He was an innocent man who hadn't done anything fucking wrong. He just had an opinion. And he had to go out and apologize for having an opinion. Yeah, I don't have an opinion, you person with a penis. And we'll have things you'll want to talk about. All right, Felix Gray, everybody. The average American blasts their eyes with bright screens for 11 hours every day. Oh, yeah, there you go. Living the dream, right? Staring at a fucking computer. Um, Now you can protect your eyes with a pair of Felix Gray glasses available with or without a prescription. I have a pair of these. I have a pair of these fucking things, and I can tell you, they are, if if you're looking at a computer for a long fucking time, and you don't want your eyes to be doing that little jumping around thing, this is the solution. Felix Gray glasses filter out 90% of high energy blue light and eliminate the glare coming off all of those screens. That means... No more tired, dry eyes, blurry vision, or headaches. Usually it seems like a hassle to have to protect your eyes, and that's why most of us don't do it. But Felix Gray glasses aren't like those weird computer glasses um, you've seen before. There's no yellow lens tint. I don't even know what the other ones look like. Felix Gray glasses are handcrafted from premium Italian acetate. 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 So they won't make you look nerdy. Acetate is the new fucking, I don't know, raw material, whatever that is. Is that buried between limestone and shale? Um, in fact, throwing on some Felix Grays is an easy way to look oh, pretty put together. Oh, they're stylish is what they're saying. Felix Gray glasses are available in non-prescription, prescription, and readers with free shipping and free returns. There's nothing to lose. Don't go another day looking at screens without the help of Felix Grays. Go to FelixGrayGlasses.com, F-E-L-I-X-G-R-A-Y-G-L-A-S-S-E-S-D-O-T-C-O-M-S-L-A-S-H-B-U-R-R to protect your eyes today. That's FelixGrayGlasses.com slash Burr. Hey! FelixGrayGlasses.com slash Burr. Oh, butcher box, dude. Fucking get some meat, kit. Do you see those two fucking Boston guys who claim that they have the divisional Red Sox, whatever, uh, banner? I don't know what's... They either stole that fucking thing or that thing's fake. Those things do not just fly off a fucking stadium. I love how they were like, you know... That whole thing sounded like... They act like they were these good guys, but the whole thing was like a ransom. Like they had the fucking Lindbergh baby. Hey, if you ever want to fucking see this thing again, now, they didn't even ask for regular season tickets. They asked for playoff fucking tickets. 
Um, All right, Toyota, everybody. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Uh, Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced technology to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available technology this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales events deals when you visit buyatoyota.com Toyota, let's go places In a world where clout is the new currency You're interrupting my stream Are you getting any followers with this? One girl What's your name? At June Forever Your real life actual name We'll have to find a way to clear her name The police questioned me You're the common denominator, June And solve the crime You watch too many movies Esther Babitsky is Drugstore June. Also starring Bobby Lee, Haley Joel Osment, James Remar, Beverly D'Angelo, and Matt Walsh in theaters this March. Go to drugstorejune.com. All right, Butcher Box, dude. Couple of shady characters. Butcher Box delivers healthy 100% grass fed, grass finished beef. Free range organic chicken and heritage bread pork. Oh, the greatest fucking, fucking animal you'll ever eat is a blue blood. I don't want to be fucking racist here against other pigs. I don't want to be in the pigs' uh, Ku Klux Klan. And by the way, it is Ku. It's not Klan. I always thought it was Ku Klux Klan. Ku Klux Klan. Um, I don't want to be like the Grand Dragon and start saying separate but equal when it comes to pigs. But there really is nothing like a heritage bread pork. All right? And it also, it did come from Europe. So this is sounding more fucking pig racist as I go. But, I mean, it's unbelievable. If you haven't been listening to the podcast, the heritage bred pork, they can basically trace the bloodline of a pig. There's actually people out there that do that. Okay? But if a woman did it, they fucking let the pig fucking shit on her. Um, they trace the bloodline of uh, these goddamn pigs. Purebred pigs all the way back to the original pigs that came across the fucking Atlantic. And I don't know if they came across with Christopher Columbus. I don't know if it was with the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. It wouldn't surprise me today if some feminist group actually claimed that a woman sailed first. And and that nature and wind in general is it's much harder for a woman to sail than for a man. I don't know what happened, but these fucking pigs came over here. And evidently they were so goddamn delicious. They did not let these pigs breed with the pigs that were already here. I don't know what. So whatever fucking reason, these things, these are like, you know, these are purebred. These, they're like... They're like the royal family of pigs. You know what I mean? So they have this amazing bloodline, but also there's a lot of interbreeding. You know, 
So they're probably a little crazy. But the thing is, is when you get the pork chop, it's dead, so it can't get you. So I recommend eating these pigs. Do not have them as pets. Okay, back to the copy. The incredible quality of butcher box meats stats with a commitment to, to raising animals humanely and free of antibiotics and hormones before they murder them. Each box comes with at least 8 to 11 pounds of meat, which is enough for 24 individual sized meals, unless you're a fat fuck or a competitive eater. You can choose from five different box types, all beef, beef and chicken, beef and pork, mixed box, right? I wonder if they let the purebred go in there. Mixed box. You should not be mixing the meats, right? God made pork and he made beef and they're meant to be separate. Earl, will you light the cross? All right, custom box lets you choose your own cuts. Personal experience. I already told you, it's the best goddamn pork chop I ever had. Ever. Except for one restaurant, and that was like some chef that was on TV. But I made a pork chop that would actually make, I would say, would make that chef raise his eyebrow like, hey, that's not even close to what I made, but I know you're proud of it. Oh, fuck you, chef. Taking my knives and I'm going home. For $20 off your first box and two pounds of free ground beef in every box for, for the life of your subscription. Um, that's $20 off your first box and two pounds of free meat a month. And for, That's a lot of fucking meat. And for people who already are Butcher Box subscribers, you'll have a special deal on ground beef you can take advantage of by lo- logging into your account. Go to butcherbox.com slash burr and enter, pro- enter the promo code burr at checkout. Once again, butcherbox.com slash burr and enter burr at checkout. All right. Helix Sleep. Helix? There's nobody on the planet like you. Your age, 23 to 38. You're a millennial. Why should you just have a standard bed? Like Generation Y, Generation X, Baby Boomers, The Greatest Generation, The Lost Generation, The Knickers Generation. Um, I said knickers, by the way, as in pants, before I get in trouble. Helix sleep, everybody. There's nobody on the planet like you. So why would you buy a generic mattress built for everyone else? Please mention the talking points below. Of course I will. Helix sleep, Helix, matches your body to the perfect mattress so you get the best sleep of your life. It doesn't matter if you have back fat, if you have man tits, if you have a crooked nose. Okay, I, 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 I'm guessing they pour you into some sort of a mold or the, the, the mattress molds to you. It's like the dental impressions I used to take back in the day, except it's the mattress version. They've developed nine different mattresses tailored to specific body types and sleep preferences. So evidently, there's nobody like you until you get to that 10th person. But it's still pretty cool, though, you know? Just go to helixsleephelix.com slash burn. Take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to the... That's fucking hilarious. Which way is it hanging, buddy? And they'll match you to a mattress that's perfect for you, contouring to your body to provide unprecedented comfort and better sleep. Do you have cankles? How would you describe your ass if it was a balloon? Is it losing air? Does it not have... Did somebody step on it? 
36% of Helix Sleep customers report better sleep after switching to their customized mattress from Helix Sleep. Helix? Right now, they're offering up to $125 off all mattress orders. Whether you're a side sleeper, a hot sleeper, Jesus Christ. <laughs> whether you're a thrasher, whether you're trying to kick, kick smack, whatever you got, man. Like a plush or like a plush or a firm bread bed, they've got the mattress that will fit just right. If you got a body buried in the backyard, you you fucking think you know the telltale heart. They got that mattress for you. Get up to one hundred twenty-five dollars off helixsleep.com slash burr. Helix, that's helix helix helixsleep.com slash burr for one hundred twenty-five dollars off your mattress order. Helixsleep.com slash burr. Helix. All right. I believe that's all I have to read. Um. Oh, okay. I read. Okay, I read all the right ones. Okay, there you go. And I want to just tell. I just want to thank all the brave women out there who are podcasting. I know it's so much more difficult for you to turn on the power button than it is for a man. And I'm really looking at myself right now, and I'm reflecting on the the privilege that I've enjoyed as a podcaster, simply because of my genitalia. Um, today I will go out into the world knowing that and adjusting my behavior accordingly. Women, you have no work to do when it comes to how you treat men. Just can, just stay the fucking course and uh, keep telling everybody how difficult your fucking lives are when there's like, what, like six holidays a year that are specifically designed for you. Look how they, they hype Mother's Day versus Father's Day. You know, there's all kind of flowers, candy, get it, show your mother, your mother, right? Father's Day, your dad, he's going to die first. You know what I mean? So there should be more of a sense of urgency, wouldn't you think? Ah, no. Yeah, get him a fucking tie. What, so he can fucking hang himself while he's jerking off in the closet? All right, that's, <laughs> that's the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Got to make sure I said ladies first because they have it so much harder. Everything, you know, just, just them breathing. is You know, air is more difficult on female lungs. Um, and it's been proven. Um, please enjoy this music. And then we're going to do a little, uh, what do you call it there? A little fucking uh, little throwback to the, uh, to the blowback there, to the uh, it's a Thursday afternoon podcast. It'll be an extra half an hour of greatest hits Thursday afternoon just before Monday just for Friday, Monday Morning Podcast. That's what it is. All right. Have a wonderful weekend, you cunts. And go fuck yourselves, and I'll uh, talk to you on Monday. Ladies, try to, you know, I know it's going to be a tough weekend for you, you know. My weekend's going to be way easier. Just, you know, try to keep your heads, try to keep your heads up. I'm
right, right out of the bat. This sounds fucking creepy to me. Video doorbell. Uh, will insert dinging sound. What does that mean? I was supposed to fucking insert ding dong. So, all right, let's do that again. Uh, I can do this. Here we go. Doorbell sound. This is like Donald Trump announcing he's running for president. Doorbell sound effect. Did you mean doorbell all one word? Of course I did. Let's see if I can do this correctly. All right. Hey, everybody. Video doorbell. Let's do that again. Oh, I'm adding all kinds of layers to the podcast here. Hang on a second. It's got to fucking, it's got to reload here. Hey, everybody. I'd like to take a little bit of time to talk about video doorbell. What is video? Oh, that was the shit. Video doorbell. This is the sound of a package being delivered or friends coming over for dinner. But it's also the sound of someone planning to rob you blind. Jesus Christ, that took a left turn, didn't it? Over 90, 95% of home break-ins happen during the day. And, all right, who is it? What's going on here? Oh, I think I'm stuck in one of those YouTube loops where they just keep playing the fucking, the doorbell. Well, I think it works with the copy. I'm going to keep it. Anyways, and burglars always, almost always start by ringing the doorbell to see if someone's home before pillaging your possessions. I guess that's a fancier doorbell. Oh, I like this music too. With Ring Video Doorbell, you can see and talk to anyone at your door from anywhere in the world using your smartphone. Hi. I'm Bill Burr. What's happening? Is this a DJ party? Um, okay, I think we're having a fire alert here. Okay, back to the back to the copy. Rings advanced motion de- detection alerts you, even if someone doesn't ring the doorbell. It's like a caller ID for your home. You know, millions of people suffer every year, and they don't have a video doorbell. Please share a personal story or how this could help you or someone you love. Hey, will you share a fucking personal story, you cunts? Isn't it enough? I'm reading your copy. I don't know anybody who has a video fucking doorbell. How does that work for you? There's your story. You like another one? I'm sorry. And Silling Ring takes minutes, and it works with either your current wiring or built-in rechargeable battery. Put your mind at ease and protect your home and your parakeet with the video doorbell. Time Magazine named one of the top 10 gadgets of 2014. Sure, it'll kill more porpoises because eventually you have to throw out the wires and they will end up in the ocean. But right now, my listeners get the Ring Video Doorbell for only $174. That's $25 off the normal price. Still kind of expensive though, you know. Door fucking house comes with a doorbell already attached. He's still making payments. Anyways, go to ring.com slash burr now. Protect your home. And have peace of mind with Ring. Go to ring.com slash burr for $25 off. Once again, that's ring.com slash burr. 
Oh, and he fades out the music. Jesus Christ, I could be a DJ. Put a fucking mouse head on me and see what happens. I'll tell you what'll happen, huh? A bunch of drugs will be taken. Um, how much can I freak out people at one of those raves? If you just had the DJ and he's playing all this mellow shit, then all of a sudden out of nowhere I just started coming out with a mouse head screaming cunt over and over again. I would love to have an overhead shot of that, you know? Maybe using one of those drones and just watching them all scatter like fucking roaches all across the desert. Stepping on side winders. Yeah, it's overwhelming. Look what else can we do? Get jobs in offices and wake up for the going on it's bill burr and it is the monday morning podcast for monday september 20th 2010 and i am doing this really late i apologize everybody i had a brutal day i had a brutal day and it had nothing to do with my patriots getting their fucking asses handed to them by the goddamn jets congratulations to all you green cunts out there in the meadowlands stick your chest out i'm sure you're happy i'm sure you're proud you know, you know what sucks about it is the Jets game the week before, the one that I predicted that I was fucking dead on right about, that the Ravens were going to win, happened on a Monday night. I had already recorded my podcast, so I didn't get to talk shit and pat myself on the fucking back about it. By the time I did, the Jets bounced back and uh, kicked the shit out of the Patriots. And uh, I will say this about it. I actually recorded a podcast yesterday before the Jets game because I wanted to talk shit about it and give my prediction. But um, I actually ended up being dead on in my own way, but I didn't think anybody was really going to believe it. But then someone reminded me that I actually did call the – I said take the Jets and the points. I did a thing on Versus Network uh, this past week. And uh, I trash the Jets as I always do because uh, I'm from Boston and I fucking hate the New York teams. I respect your city. It's lovely, especially in the fall, walking through Central Park with the leaves crunching under your shoes. Who doesn't like to do that? Wonderful, wonderful museums. You know, a, a rare good slice of pizza. I will tell you that only because New York is known for its pizza that uh, so many fucking assholes who can't make pizza have sprung up, and they all say that they're famous. I've said this shit before. Just out of, you know, any of you New Yorkers want to tell the tourists where to go? Because I got into a huge argument about some fucking brat-eating cunt from Chicago who said New York pizza sucks. I mean, granted, he enjoys their lasagna, <laughs> whatever the fuck they call their pizza out there. And if you're from Chicago, tell me where to get the good deep dish because the shit I get out there, it's like... Even if you get the the personal size one, it's like you feel like you ate a birthday cake made out of spaghetti sauce. But (laughs) by the time you're done with it, it's that level of full where you want to kill yourself. And it doesn't really taste that good. But I know there's no way that there's not a great spot in Chicago. So Chicago and New York, have your pizza war. Tell me where to go. But anyways, um, this is what I felt about the game was basically – My heart, I have to go with the Patriots, but I just had that bad feeling because I have this theory on divisional rivalries is that they never go 
the way they go. If I can remember the name of the goddamn show I was on, on the Versus Network. That's really bad, too, because I had a great time. And they were like, yeah, come back anytime. I can't remember the name of the fucking show because that's how I operate. I go in there totally in just go in and fucking kill mode. That's so to the point that I don't even fucking, I remembered the channel. That's new for me. I just did a fuckload of media. It had something, it had something either line in it. I can't remember what the, was it Nightline? I know it wasn't that. But uh, I was actually right two fucking weeks in a row. That's what's killing me. Now this is, now let me break down the game. This is what, uh, this is what I didn't like was the, uh, the Patriots defense took a big step backwards and they look like the hapless crew from last fucking year. But I'm also smart enough to realize that week two does not define a fucking season. But uh, I got to be honest. Uh, I don't know. I was liking Hernandez. That guy looked great. And I think Tom Brady was being really generous when he said that uh, we couldn't do anything right in the second half. It's like, dude, how about after the first quarter? I mean, I guess we went down and we went up 14 fucking seven, but then they marched right back down the field. But anyways, hopefully I am, I am converting some people to my way of looking at sports, which is last week doesn't mean shit. I mean, you got you to gotta like do like whatever the Jets did, either being anemic or kicking the shit out of somebody, you got to do it like three, four weeks in a row before you can get excited, you know? But, I mean, you just watch these analysts on TV, and it's like whatever somebody just did is who the fuck they are. And uh, didn't I say it last week on the podcast, how the Pats had let up 350 yards, 150 fucking yards to Ocho Sing? I didn't like those numbers. I did not like those numbers. I still... I thought it was going to be one of those cunty 19 to 17 games, and I thought in the end I was praying that we were going to come out and get a victory. But I did not, I did not think that we were going to get, we were going to get pounded, and we got we got pounded in a very light way. I don't remember any sort of big hit, other than the big hit in the end for the fumble. But it was just sort of, I just felt like we were in a prevent defense from the second quarter on. You know, ah, just, you know, you deal with that zone. Let people go. And I have to admit, that fucking Revis guy really pissed me off when he got burned for a touchdown and then grabs his hammy. Can I do that from now on when I fuck up in life? I'm sitting there talking all kinds of shit and I'm killing for 20 minutes with jokes and then I tell one that bombs and then I, I just I start grabbing my hamstring and I fucking, you know, lay down and have somebody stretch it out. That was a really fucking bitch move, and I don't buy it. I don't buy the whole goddamn story. I don't like how before the game even started, Revis already had a fucking excuse. I think he was scared from the week before. Not that he's bad, the guy's the shit, but I think he was out of shape and he was worried that uh, Randy Moss was going to run all over his island. That's so fucking gay, Revis Island. You know, ugh, who would ever go there? Bunch of fucking guys standing around squatting down. <laughs> In that cornerback fucking position. You know, I don't know. Speaking of that, speaking of gay, here's an email I got recently from a gay guy. Uh, believe it or not. I have I have all kinds of fans on this. You wouldn't know this from some of those fucking assholes up in Seattle. 
who branded me a homophobe because they listened to the first half of the what are you a fag bit and stomped off like the fucking pansies that they were. Here's a guy right here. All right. Said, Bill, watch Let It Go last night. Uh, and it was fantastic. Congratulations. Uh, that's hilarious. Um, no, you know what's hilarious was I was thinking Let It Go was my last special. Uh, why the hell did in my head I immediately pictured my uh, why do I do this? Anyway, so I'm an idiot. Let me start over. Watch Let It Go last night. It was fantastic. Congratulations. It was kind of cool to hear some of the things you had talked about on the podcast turned into developed bits. I was wondering if you brought stuff from the stage to the podcast or is it vice versa? Do you use the podcast to develop bits? I was also wondering how much input uh, you or other comics have on editing on the editing of your specials. I've noticed that your recent special is lit differently, better in my opinion, than many Comedy Central specials. The audience is dark and there is a nice spotlight on you instead of the whole stage being lit. How did you get that deal? Also, the commercial breaks seem to come at strange places. Did you get to decide where they went? Sorry for all the questions. Bottom line is the special was amazing. The podcast is great, and I'm a huge fan. Well, thank you very much. Then he said, P.S., you look great and better and better as you age. Does that seem gay for one man to say to another? Well, guess what, Bill? I am gay. Deal with it. (laughs) Ah, that's fucking awesome. All right, great questions. There, twinkle toes. All right, what do we got here? The first one he asked, he said, uh, watch, let it go last night. Oh, you were wondering if, do I take stuff from the podcast and take it to the stage and vice versa? Uh, There's a little bit of both, but definitely more podcasts to the stage. I try not to burn bits on the podcast where it's like, if I actually did a bit from my act, then you come and see me. It's already kind of a finished thing. Then I would feel like I was fucking you over. But there's definitely times when I riff on stuff that a little light goes off on my head and I'm like, you know what, that's really funny. And I think that I, I could take that somewhere. But even then, even if you heard it on the podcast, it, it, I don't say it the way I said on the podcast. It like continues. You know what I mean? Kind of like when Stevie Ray Vaughan did his cover of uh, Say What? Jimi Hendrix, which was, wasn't that like two things spliced together? I can't remember. Or was that Rainy Day? I can't remember. He did, he did a cover of it, and he just sort of took the beginning riff. That's right. Yeah, he took the beginning riff of that, and then he just sort of fleshed out the middle and added his whole type of shit to it. So I, I try to do that with like, did I just bring up Stevie Ray Vaughan and Jimi Hendrix? I'm sorry. Sorry, my fucking ego's really pumped up with all the great emails you guys sent me about my special last night. But yes, to answer your question, um, occasionally shit like that does go to the stage. But I'm really sensitive about that because I don't like people... I wouldn't want someone to come to me and be like, dude, it was, it was everything you said on the podcast. I, you know, I don't mind if somebody comes up and says, like, yeah, that was something I heard in the podcast and then you, you took it in this other area. Like, listen, I'm just fucking meandering right now. You can't do that on a stand-up stage. People will be throwing, like, fucking potato skins at me so um that's the deal and if if i ever do an old bit for my act i actually just say it this is a bit i used to do and i usually do an abridged version so there we go all right next one uh i was also wondering how much input you had uh on the editing of your specials um that's a huge thing that i have input on 
and from why do I do this and let it go is there is a specific look that I want and a specific vibe that I am looking for. And that, and it's very important to me. And I think it's even more important than the fucking material. If you can believe it, just because I have seen some unbelievable comedians with shitty production and it knocks down the level of your performance. And that sucks because it's not your fault. So you really have to, like I've learned that just through like the, the few TV movie things that I've done, like as far as editing, lighting, all those fucking guys, the sound, all of those guys, director, all of those guys, it's like they can take a mediocre performance and make it look fucking unbelievable, and they can take an, an amazing performance and make it look like Cannonball Run Part 2 if they don't know what the fuck they're doing. So, uh, so there you go. There's my big shout-out to Art and Industry, who's done my last two specials and will continue doing my specials because they do a great fucking job. Uh, I basically tell them exactly what I'm looking for. And I always come at them with shit that has nothing to do with comedy. They'll just be like, what do you want it to look like? I'm like, you ever see the Magnificent Seven when they're fucking sitting there eating those ranchero huevos? (laughs) Whatever the fuck you say it. Um, I come at them like that. Um, So there you go. Great great question right out of the goddamn gate. Um, But anyways, let's continue on. uh, Talking a little football here. Um, how about those fucking bears, huh? I didn't know that Mike Martz is, uh, is their offensive coordinator. They all of a sudden overnight got a little scary. And like I said, I'm not judging them on two weeks. I mean, they basically lost to the fucking Lions and they were given that victory. My apology to Lions fans last week because I, I was going like, look at you guys, you're playing competitive. I had not seen the highlight of how you got fucked out of that game. Um... But, like, that is a devastating combination because Mike Martz is, is like, right in his fucking wheel, wheelhouse. You know what I mean? It's like how De Niro's doing comedy and Meet the Parents and all that shit. But all of a sudden, if, if they go back to doing the Goodfellas shit, he's right. He's, that's, he's fucking in it. So, I don't know, man. That's, that's, that's the big thing. You got to have all the fucking pieces. You could have the ownership, you have to have the coaches, and you have to have the players. It's like what that fucking Matt Castle. I remember my buddy of mine was giving me shit when we traded him for a first-round fucking draft pick or whatever to the Chiefs. And he was like, dude, I mean, the guy, look at him. He went 11-5. and five. And then all those fucking pieces, all those people who were trying to give Brady shit because Brady was hurt, yet the Patriots went 11-5. and five. Typical fantasy football fucking morons. They don't realize that Matt Castle was driving a Lamborghini that year. He was driving a team throughout the regular season that went 16-0, and won every fucking game. And what did he He managed the fucking game and gave us five less fucking victories. But in people's heads, they're like, 11-5, and man. That's fucking nuts. If he goes to Kansas City and, and does what? And does what? Drives that fucking... 1972 eco-liner that is the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, all of a sudden, right, you fucking need a fuel pump. That timing belt snaps, and right there, Matt Castle looks like he should be holding a fucking clipboard again. 
Is it his fault? I don't fucking think so. But you got to have everybody. So that's my point. The, the, the fucking Chicago Bears having, what's his face? Mike Martz, whatever the hell his goddamn name is. I can't even think at this point. I'm so sick of fucking talking after a week of press last week. Um, having those two guys is huge. Is fucking huge. And all of a sudden, Jay Cutler looks like a good goddamn quarterback, doesn't he? Doesn't he? So, with that, how about some predictions? I got to talk shit early. Pats are playing again next Sunday. Which Patriot team is going to show up? You know? According to, according to my stats, the exact same fucking defense showed up both fucking weeks. God damn it. Our defense stinks. We're not going to win shit without... You know something? That's actually a, a great... Uh, uh, I think it... Because I never felt like the uh, Patriots players ever got their fucking due when we were winning those championships. Yeah, they're a mediocre team with no superstars. Now all of a sudden, I th- I, don't you look at Teddy Bruschi and Vrabel and all those guys in a different light? Maybe you don't. I don't fucking know. What do we got? Let me talk one thing. New Orleans at San Francisco. There's another divisional rivalry game. I don't like it. Everybody's saying New Orleans is going to run all over them. I don't like it. I think it's going to be closer than that. Just because they're in the same fucking division, those games are always cunty. All right. Week three. Buffalo at New England. Ah, oh, Jesus. I want to say we're going to bounce back, but, I mean, I don't don't fucking know with that defense. You know what it is about the Pats? We have no pass rush. All right, Jet fans, before you get all excited about Sanchez, Sitting back in a fucking lazy boy in the pocket. That son of a bitch can't scramble, though. I will give you that. But who do the Jets have next week? Who do they got? Who do they got? Are you guys talking shit again? Oh, Jets at Miami. Miami's going to beat you. Miami's got a fucking insane defense. You're going to go on the road. All right? I think what's-his-face Rex Ryan's going to poke his head out of the shell. He's going to start talking shit. He's going to get a little drunk and get sunburned, fall asleep on the fucking beach. He's going <laughs> to... He's going to be miserable down there. I have no idea. I have no idea. But I'm telling you right now, dear fucking Jet fans, before you hoist a fireman up on your shoulder like you're doing the village people fucking act, uh, don't sleep on Miami. You know what I like about Miami? Their coach looks like he's in the fucking witness protection program. The fuck is with that guy? I watched that game, and, and they kept cutting to him on the sidelines, and I have no fucking idea what he looks like. He's got a baseball hat yanked down to his huge fucking Tony Curtis sunglasses. He's got that big, uh, who's that guy from the Big Lebowski? Oh, does the narration, whatever, the guy from Mask. He's got one of those fucking, I own a Harley mustache. I have no fucking idea what he looks like. And then Green Bay at Chicago. That's a great Monday night game. All right, I, I have to get back to the podcast here because I know a lot of people are, are uh, not sports fans. So let me tell you about my week, everybody. Um, leading up to my special was I went to New York City and I did the Opie and Anthony program. Wonderful program. If uh, for some reason you live in a cave and you've never heard of it, it's a uh, sort of a political show. Um, a lot of topics are discussed I'm actually, obviously, I'm fucking around. It's over the top. And I got to tell you, Jim Norton had the funniest goddamn joke that I don't even think got the laugh it deserved. It was so funny, it actually made me a better person. And I'm going to tell you why. I was fucking, Opie had mentioned he was trying to sign something. 
and he said that they wouldn't let him sign it with like a pen to paper. He had to do this virtual signing or whatever that's computer thing. So me being the shithead that I am, immediately jump into uh, connecting the dots that this is this big conspiracy that they want to have this computer. Um, I don't know something like I don't. I can't see. I'm so stupid. I can't even see. I can't even say how. What the fuck am I trying to say here? They basically then they have it. They have basically your signature like on a stamp, but it's in like computer form. And they go and that's for the Illuminati. And then later on, five years, if you don't like what they're doing, they'll just take out the I'm a Nazi document and just put your computer signature right underneath it. That's what they're gonna do. And then Jim just goes, or the Illuminati could just forge your signature. <laughs> Uh, I, I butchered it. It was fucking great. And it really just made me feel like, exactly, Bill. Exactly. You know, why don't you just fucking relax? If they're really that powerful, do they really need to create schemes to that fucking level? And uh, I have to tell you, I, I must have thought about that line maybe 50 fucking times. I've just been walking around thinking my crazy thoughts, and then that joke... His voice keeps popping in my head going, oh, the Illuminati could just forge a signature. And it just makes me laugh at what a fucking ridiculous human being I am. Um, so there you go. Shout out to Jimmy Norton there. Um, but anyway, so this is my week. So I did the opening at the program. I did, uh, I did the Versus Network. I had a great time on that. And hopefully we'll be doing more shit on that. I also did uh, Nesson, where I talked all kinds of shit about the Jets. <laughs> I had fun on that one because that was just in Boston. So I was able to – I didn't have to be, be uh, diplomatic on that one. And uh, what other? I did Pete Dominic's show. I did a Jim Brewer's show. All those guys. I just want to thank, say thank you to everybody who let me run my mouth and uh, hype my special. And thanks to everybody who watched it and uh, sent me all the great emails and everything. And uh, And with that – if you'd like to buy it, go to Amazon.com. You can actually, the pre-sale, I think, is it still the pre-sale price? I don't know. It was like thirteen twenty-six. dollars uh, If you want to buy it for that cheap amount and then bring it to one of my shows, I'll fucking sign it for you. I don't give a shit. Just go ahead and buy it. I would really appreciate it if you guys would go out and buy it because, believe it or not, it really does help me as a performer. If you do things like that. And uh, one of the things I've noticed being a huge music fan is I go on um, I go on YouTube and I'm always watching, uh, you know, like clips of, of bands and shit like that. And one of the things that people keep asking is they say, where is all the talent? You know what I mean? Like, where are the Beatles? Where are the Stones? Where where are the uh, the Marvin Gaye's? Where are all these fucking people? And. I have this theory. Granted, Jim Norton might take the fucking piss out of this one too with one of his fucking line, great lines, but it's the same people asking these questions are the people not paying for music. And a decade of trying to have your cake and eat it, basically the music industry doesn't exist anymore. And for as dirty and filthy as those sons of bitches were, there were, just like there's good and bad comics, there were genius guys in that industry and they knew they could spot talent and they knew how to develop it and nurture it before they put it out there and that type of stuff. And then, of course, then they would steal from them. Um, but, like, that system doesn't fucking exist anymore. 
And uh, my business, it's going the same route where TV, film, DVDs, and all those are not being paid for. And uh, people are losing their jobs and that type of shit. So I don't know. If you like comedy, if you like good television, I suggest trying to. Not saying don't watch reality shows. I would be fucking hypocrite right now because I love the Jersey Shore. I really haven't watched season two, but I watched the Jersey Shore. But, like, I still try to watch scripted shows. I pay for movies. I don't steal movies. I pay for all my fucking music. And uh, I don't know. If you don't give a fuck, then just by all means, go ahead and steal it. But if if you're one of those people who's wondering where all the great bands are, where the great writers are, and uh, they don't have jobs right now. <laughs> they don't. Because you can uh, sit on a toilet and take a shit going sitting on a toilet. Sitting on a toilet. Sitting on a toilet. You can do that, and you'll get, for some reason, a zillion fucking hits. And uh, I don't know. I don't even know what my fucking point is. Just for the love of God, can you buy the goddamn DVD? All right, $13.26, so you can pick it up for fucking 20 bucks at one of my shows. I'll sign it for you, take a picture, give you a goddamn hug, whatever the fuck you need. But for Christ's sake, can, can you support my goddamn career? That's all I'm asking you. All right? Look, I go on YouTube too, all right? I'm just, I'm not saying, you know, I mean, I go there, I look at shit. And I'm looking at shit for free. I realize that. But the shit that I really like, I do pay for. But I pay for all my fucking music. All right? God damn it. You know what's funny? is Most of you are probably going to go out and buy my DVD. And I just basically did what the fucking Catholic priests would do when I was growing up. They would basically yell at the people who showed up for church. So with that, let's give you some funny YouTube clips. And you can watch all of these right in a row. Conveniently on the, uh, the mmpodcast.com. The official fan page of the Monday Morning Podcast. And I want to thank all the listeners uh, who go on to that and left all those great messages about them going out there trying to get the word out. I'm telling you, even though you know it, it helps out, you have no fucking idea how much that helps me out due to the fact that there's 500 channels now, there's the internet, there's video games there's people with video cameras making videos for fucking YouTube. There's just so much shit out there. There's TiVo and all that. Like, you guys doing that really, really helped me. So I just want to say thank you, okay? This is really a feel-good podcast. You would never know that my team got trounced by the team that I've been trashing. Oh, by the way, I owe the Jets an apology. Um, um, not the part where I say they're not going to win the Super Bowl. No, I, I, I won't apologize for that after week two. Um. But the fact that I actually suggested that they still play at Giant Stadium and that they subletted their stadium from uh, <laughs> from the Giants. They don't now. Now they co-own it with the Giants. So the Jets got a little more credibility and the Giants became a little more pathetic. But they can spin it and just say that what they're doing is a very green thing to do. It's great for the environment. But, but considering... Uh, the Jets, their colors are green. I still think that they come out on top. So uh, what do you guys say about that? Um, I missed the game last night where Peyton beat the shit out of his little brother like all big brothers should do. I have to tell you that. If you have a younger brother at no point in your life, can you ever lose to him in anything ever? Now, nah, you know, he can get a better fucking job. Marry a hotter woman. That can fucking happen. But I'm talking about shit that really counts. 
like sports, wrestling, and a, and a real fight. You can never fucking lose. And if they, even if he beats you in a fight, what you do is you just turn that into a round. And as you collect yourself, you grab something to beat him over the head with, and then you win round two. I know the ladies out there probably don't understand that, but anybody with their younger brother, I'm telling you, I, I never lost to any of my younger brothers. I am undefeated in fights. Undefeated. And if I said that right now, considering we're all about the same size, I would have a couple of fights on my card. But uh, hopefully no one in my family listens to this. <laughs> all right, let's get on to the YouTube videos for the week. All right, you sons of bitches. Um, all of these are available on the mmpodcast.com. You can watch them right in a row. All right. This is one of my favorite uh, videos I've seen in a while. It's called Macho Salad, M-A-C-H-O, Macho Salad. And this is just a great piece of acting from, uh, I don't know what movie this is. I believe they're speaking German. I can't fucking remember. But this guy wants to get laid, and his, his girl tells him, you know, she's not in the mood. This is what I'm guessing from the dialogue, and tells him to go make a salad. And this son of a bitch makes a fucking salad, and uh, it's awesome. It's just like, it's just one of those things where I don't know how many takes this guy had to do, but uh, it's it's the shit, and I aspire to someday be able to do something like that, acting. All right, um, the next thing we got here, uh, th- this this video actually made me so upset. You ever watch a YouTube video and you wish that you could just somehow step into your screen and fucking go into the video and just basically inflict your view of what the justice should have been. No? Well, okay. The, watch this video. It's actually a clip from the Dr. Phil show. You know, that crooked cop looking dude who pretends he's a psychologist, but he's really just a fucking therapist who wanted to have groupies so he can get some more pussy on the side and realize that he wasn't going to get it in a, in a fucking therapy room. So he was like, I know, I'll do a TV show and say obvious shit slowly. Uh, <laughs> anyways, let's continue. Uh, he has a clip on there. It's, the name of this video is called Fat Kid Slaps Mum, M-U-M. All right, and just to set this one up, this is basically obviously a mother who can't control her kid. He's a fat kid. He's about 11 or 12. His voice hasn't changed yet. And he's sitting there, sitting down across from his mother, who's also sitting down. And nose to nose, they are having discussion. And this kid is taking his mother to task, interrupting her. And then when she gives him shit for interrupting her, he goes, well, how does that feel? How does that feel? How do you like it? Like completely out of fucking control. And this kid's got this temper, and he's so fucking out of line. And then she starts giving him shit, and out of nowhere, he just hauls off and fucking slaps her like a goddamn pimp. Oh, the only thing, what, the only reason why it wasn't a pimp slap is because it wasn't a backhand, but it had the same fucking. It sounded like a flare chop, right to her fucking cheek. And there's this pause, and I'm like, oh, my God, she is going to be on him like a mountain lion, and I'm going to see the boom my guy jumping in, trying to pull her off from clawing the eyes out of this kid's fucking head. There's that pause, 
And then the kid just goes, how does that feel? How do you like it? And the mother does absolutely nothing. And I swear to God, I was just like, I had to like stand up and like walk around, do like little circles. You know when you want to walk away from the video, but you have to watch it again. So you just do those little fucking figure eights. I was like, you got you to be fucking kidding me. Why aren't you fucking killing that kid right now, right? And I, you know what I would have done if I was that, if I was that, uh, I just wanted to insert, I just really, I was scaring my dog over there. Sorry, dude. Sorry about that. All right. We're just acting over here. Everything's good, man. Everything's good. Cleo, Leo, Leo. Sorry. Um, <laughs> what does it take to make a dog's fucking wag its tail? It takes literally two seconds. Um, anyways, I just looked at that video and I was, I immediately just imagined being married to that woman and then that was my son and I was, I got to tell you right now, if, you know, when I marry Nia and we have kids and do all that shit, if one of our kids ever slaps her in the face, I will, I would have, yeah, I would have fucking throat. I would have choke slammed that kid through the fucking coffee table. With any luck, it would be one of those old school antique coffee tables, you know, that were made out of the really good wood from deep in the fucking forest. Not that IKEA shit that explodes like a fucking stunt table, you know? And I would just put that motherfucker right through it, and then I would pull him up by his goddamn larynx, and then right through the fucking drywall. All right? My hand would be disappearing into the wall like I just fisted a fucking horse. <laughs> and you would be wondering where that kid was. And then I'd pull him out. And he'd have all that fucking plaster in his hair. And he'd start to cry. And then I would just fucking take away like three quarters of his oxygen. And I would whisper in his ear really calmly. Like one of those bad guys in those great 80s movies with Mel Gibson. Where once they get him tied up. Or fucking Stallone or whatever. All the fucking, the goons would get him tied up. And then the, the, the real, the, the head bad guy who's running shit would just come in all relaxed with his fucking dress shoes and suit. And would just come up and just sort of put his face like parallel to the other dude's face. You know, you just come in you just whispering right in the guy's ear. Nice and calmly. That's what I would do to him. As this kid was struggling to breathe, I just put my fucking head right next to his ear. And I would just be like, if you ever slap your mother in the face again, I will fucking kill you. Do you understand me? Do you understand me? The only reason why you're not dead right now is because I haven't figured out how to get away with it yet. I'd be saying shit like that. And then you go upstairs. And you go to your fucking room. If you even look at her over the next month, I swear to God, I will grab you by your fucking baby fat and the top of your fucking head and I will throw you upside down through the fucking bay window. Do you understand that? And as you sit out there in the rain, picking the glass and the wood shards out of your body, I'm going to take a tray of hot macaroni and throw it right on your fucking face. That's what I'm going to do if you ever fucking touch your mother again. Was that a little too violent? Was it? Well, I don't give a fuck. All right? That's how I came up. You know, I grew up. If I, if I, I actually, 
The reason why I expected that woman to claw that kid's eyes out is because that's what my mom would have done. My mom did not need a father figure <laughs> hanging around the goddamn house. Basically, if, if that woman was my mother, the only role the dad would have would be at some point to pull the mom off that kid in order to fucking say My mother would have just grabbed the nearest. She would have fucking, oh. Remember old school moms? They, they drew blood. They were like cats. And they just fucking just, just dug their nails into you. And they grabbed you in really weird places. They would just grab like a handful of neck. Somehow have your jugular in their hand. <laughs> they do that, and then the other hand, like their thumb would somehow get into this part of your armpit you didn't even know existed, and they would just take a chunk of flesh out of that. Somehow there'd be no holes in your fucking T-shirt. And they would just, they would, it was unbelievable. It's like a fucking sci-fi movie. When you were done, and you, you fucking went upstairs, and your skin was just burning from wherever the fuck they had clawed you when you took it looked like yeah like you got attacked by a bobcat uh, do, do those moms exist anymore we i don't know they i think there's been an overcorrection i remember one time one of my brothers said that i kicked him in the face which was bullshit i kicked him in the stomach which was considered legal and working it out amongst yourselves <laughs> My mother was brushing her hair. She was late for work. She had, she had to go with frontier justice. She didn't have time for my side of the story. She just turned around and she went to smash this thing over my head like a fucking gavel. So I did, basically, I did this defensive move where I ducked, but not like a man. I didn't do like the boxing, like fucking come up and under and then fucking with the right hook. I didn't do that shit. What I basically did was I immediately did a fucking 180. So now I wasn't facing my mother. I put my shoulders up to my ears. I bent over slightly at a 45-degree angle. And then for some reason, I made my arms go a little, my elbows go a little past my back. And I, I, I squinted. I look like Pau Gasol before, right before he decides to go to the rack, anticipating the foul. And luckily, I ducked enough. She missed my head and just hit me right in the back. Like I took one of those folding chairs and wrestling from Pat Patterson right to my fucking back. And I went down in a goddamn heap and landed on that Kmart fucking bath mat as the shards of the, the plastic brush just landed all around me. And you know what my mother's big concern was? Was that she broke her brush. You know? And it was old school. Back then when you didn't have flat screen TVs. And when you broke a brush... If the, if the rubber part with the bristles still existed, she'd just continue using it. And she did for years. She just, she just rather than having a handle and fucking combing it, like uh, brushing it like Barbie, she just held it in her hand now. Like, you know those brushes black guys use when they try to get waves in their hair? That's what it looked like. And <laughs> she just kept using that. And every time I saw it, I was reminded of that. And it was like a week later that the two of us, we just started laughing about it. Like, Mom, when are you going to buy a new brush? And she's, well, there's nothing wrong with this one. There's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't fucking, three quarters of it doesn't even exist anymore. And isn't it a fucking reminder that you smashed the rest of it over, over one of your kids' backs? No, she didn't give a fuck. And she shouldn't have. She was right. She was right. That was my thing about that shit. It, 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 
don't know. That's the way parenting used to be. The mom used to kick the shit out of you, and the dad didn't have to kick the shit out of you. All he had to do was go, and you fucking peed yourself a little bit, and that was it. So that's what I got out of that clip, man. That's just bad parenting. That kid should have never got... If that was my kid, that kid would have been stuffed upside down in a fucking hamper and slid down a flight of fucking stairs. Huh? How about that? How about your point now? How does that feel? All right? <laughs> Give him one of those ass kickings where you, you only end up with one shoe on. You know? <laughs> I used to do a bit about that on stage. I don't know if I ever fucking... Uh... I might have to bring that one back. Speaking of that first question that I had, I used to do a bit about anytime you get beat up by five or more people, you always lose a shoe. You know? What the hell bit was that? Like, you know, you get your ass kicking, your ass kicked when there's like debris of you afterwards and you have to like collect your personal belongings. Oh, fuck. I remember. What the, how did the hell did it go? Somehow the tag was something about having a deck of cards. I had a deck of cards. You see the Jack of Diamonds? Like, just your shit was just, I don't know. I can't remember how the fuck it went. But anyways, um, so if you want to see what old school parenting looks like, but in a funnier way, there's another YouTube clip. Watch this this clip. It's called Spoiled Kid Gets Yelled At. And, uh, yeah, the guy yelling in this is basically my dad. All right, this is the funny version of it, of what he really had to do and was totally in the right um, when he did it, like, I don't have any, uh, that's my thing, you know, with the old school parenting, you know, it bothered me as a kid, but when I look back on it now, it's like, I deserved so many ass kickings, so many fucking ass kick. I deserved them. I fucking deserved them. I remember one time, one of my brothers pissed me off and I took out a garden hose and I started spraying it through the fucking, uh, I was so mad cause I had a water the plants, and he was making fun of me, and I just took this thing, and I fucking, I just, I, just, I, I you know, I had a temper. I just sprayed it right at him, right into the house. And, uh, you know, and that was the day I learned what dirt tastes like. <laughs> my mother had me, was on my back, just pushing my face into the mud. Oh, yeah, that was, those were the days. And then all your other siblings would stand around laughing. Because your mother couldn't hear the laughter over the rage. She would always focus on the one person. We're just laughing. And then you come in with your mud-covered face. <laughs> crying. And everybody just laughs. Just, uh The shit I used to see. I remember back in the day, I remember seeing one of my, one of my friends mouthed off to his mother. I went over to his house to get some lunch. And he mouthed off to his mom. And he wanted, he wanted dessert or something, and she was just like, no, it's lunchtime. You don't get any dessert. And he just goes, oh, Mom, I hate you, like we were little kids. And the kid's dad did not even look up from his sandwich, just took a whole the kid's whole glass of milk and just threw it in his face. <laughs> so my friend just starts crying, right? The dad goes back to eating his sandwich. And then the mother just got up right on cue, went over and just cleaned it up. And that was it. And I can guarantee you that kid never said, oh, mom, I hate you again. This whole fucking timeout shit. I know that's a hacky bit, but I really believe it. I really believe that, you know, you got to slap them around. 
You gotta, you gotta, you don't gotta, you don't gotta really hurt. I'm not talking about literally abusing them, but yeah, you gotta throw a glass of milk in their face. You gotta, you gotta basically ruin one of their shirts, and by that I mean grab them by the front of it and lift them up by it to the point where all their body weight is on the neck of the shirt, and it rips a little bit and leaves that red mark that goes past your fucking collarbone down to your sternum. Now, there's a whole generation of kids listening to this to have no idea what I'm talking about, but anybody remotely my age is punching the dashboard right now, laughing, remembering all of this shit. Uh, I don't know. Did it make us better people? I don't fucking know, but we shut the fuck up at dinner. All right, let's continue. Um, question. Uh, Bill, would you ever consider hosting a late-night talk show? I would. I think I would love to do that. Um, I would love to do that, provided I could do my monologue like my stand-up, and I could really just sort of uh, do what I do in a cleaner, cleaner way, I guess. I would love to do that, and uh, I think I could actually ask some really uh, interesting questions, um, you know, and I'm not going to give away what the fucking questions are. I'm talking a little shit. Go a little Rex Ryan on you here. Go a little Rex Ryan on you here. Um, yeah, I would, love, I would love doing that, but I'm, I, my career has not gone down that direction, so that's like a whole thing where I think you have to decide you want to be a broadcaster. Um. Like John Stewart, like early on, like I remember hearing like he just was this phenomenal comedian and then he just really early on started going down that road of being a broadcaster and you get seen as that. So uh, I don't know. Who knows? Never say never. If they gave me the opportunity, I would fucking take it in a second. I would take it in a fucking second. Um, All right. Here's some advice. All right. Uh, All right, Bill, let me paint you this picture for a moment. I used to be terrible with girls. I was always a nice guy, but that gets you nowhere. Oh, Jesus, exactly. Girls always said I was really nice, but uh, they were never interested. This was because I lacked confidence and wasn't sure of myself. There you go. Look at this guy taking responsibility for himself. That's exactly it. So as time went on, I got a few practice girls in. My confidence inevitably grew, and I started doing well. There you go, right there, all you youngsters, young guys out there, nice guys trying to get fucking laid. There it is. That's page one right there. You're a nice guy. You're fucking boring them. All right? You got to be a little bit of a dick. Right, Nia, as you walk in and try to have respect for the podcast? How much? Look at you. I can see it on your face right now. She's doing that classic girl thing where she's trying not to smile and she's rolling her fucking eyes, and you know it. You got to be a little bit of a cocky asshole. You got to come up. You got to insult him a little bit. No. Yeah, you do. Like if I saw you right now, even though I like your outfit, I would walk up to you and be like, "What? would you come straight from work? That's how you dress when you come out? You'd be like, what? I'm just fucking with you. What are you drinking? Right out of the gate. Come right out. Put your balls right on the fucking table. Take a look at him, sweetie. <laughs> I'm just trying to gross you out. No, whatever. You got to charm her. Do what you got to do. I don't like your fucking sandals. I don't like them. I've been meaning to tell you. Ow! That was a good one. Right in the fucking leg. Beat it. See that? She just gave me the finger. 
as she walked out. See right there. That's the little ebb and flow you have to have in your relationship. See if you're always complimenting them. You know what women are like? They're like dogs, right? <laughs> this is a record for me. I've gone 46 minutes without trashing women. Um, yeah, they're like dogs. They really are. As much as they try to say we're like dogs, people are just like fucking dogs. You can't reward them all the goddamn time, stroking the back of their goddamn head. Next thing you know, they're shitting on the rug. Be once in a while, you got to give them a little discipline. Tell them you don't like what they're wearing. Um, anyways, so here was a guy. He, he figured it out. Why am I not getting laid? I don't have confidence. So what do I need to do? I need to go out there and get some at-bats. That's what you do. You go out there and you start talking some shit. And you're going to bomb, and you're going to embarrass yourself, but eventually you're going to push through, and all those times you embarrassed yourself, they're just, they're just going to become, they're just going to be funny stories to tell. Um, gosh, do I have a funny one? I remember when I used to try to go to dance clubs, which totally weren't my scene, because not only was I not good looking enough to be in there, I didn't know how to dance and couldn't dance, and I would just walk up to girls, and my opening line was I would yell, Hey! Do you want to dance? And then they would go, no. And then I, <laughs> I would walk away. Oh, and it would take me at least another 40 minutes, if I did, to get the courage to approach another one. And that's the thing you broads don't fucking appreciate. You know, what do you got to do? Huh? You got to sit there and pluck your hoo-hahs and pick the right fucking colored thong, make sure it matches your bra. You get to do all of that in private. We got to sit there and basically... It's like doing stand-up. The only way to learn how to do it is you have to go on stage and just eat your balls. You got to bomb. Um, I don't know. I guess it all gets made up because they get pregnant and they got to deal with that fucking shit, you know? And forget about the pain of pregnancy. Can you imagine another thing growing inside of you? Jesus. I would go to the doctor and be like, get this out of me, this, this virus. <laughs> it's, it's eating my guts. No, no, no. That's what's supposed to happen. Get it out. Get it out. Um, all right. Anyways, let's continue here. So uh, time went on. And I, I realize how ignorant all that's, that was. All right, ladies. Ladies. It's ladies night today. It's ladies day morning on the Monday morning podcast. I should have a ladies morning, shouldn't I? A ladies night on the Monday morning podcast. You know, and I'll play clips. I should do that and just be honoring you while I fucking just trash you. In my own roundabout, cunty way. That's what I'll do. I'll just play. All right, I'm back. I just ran out of battery power. God damn it, I was on a nice roll there. That always makes the editing difficult. I apologize, everybody. The fuck happened? Um, you know what's funny, too, is I went and I, and I bought a whole bunch of these... Tr- Double-A batteries. You know, my girl's like, we need more double-A batteries. Can you buy double-A batteries? So I'm always using them, right? So I go down to the goddamn CVS, and I buy, like, this big fucking 12-pack of them. 12 double-A batteries. I go up to the package. There's, like, one left. Fucking goddamn fucking women. No matter what you buy, it's not enough. It's never a fuck. I just go take a battery out of some goddamn thing that she owns. No, not a vibrator, you fucking filthy assholes. It's actually this baby monitor so we can watch the dog in here. We're crate training the motherfucker. Um, 
So we sit here and watch this. Why we couldn't we just use our laptops and Skyped it, you know, sent the signal up to the fucking satellite. Whatever. Let's get back on track here. I swear to God, if I bought the 24-pack, there would still only be one left. Well, I just replaced the batteries and everything just in case. Why is it illegal to slap you? Okay, let's plow <laughs> That's so mean. I would never do that. Okay, ladies, let's relax. All right, so let's let's plow ahead here. Let me let me get through the advice here so I can watch the Monday Night Football, which you guys are probably already doing. Um, so anyway, so this guy here. So as time went on, I got my confidence. I started doing well. I reserved the right. Uh, oh, anyways, he said, you know, I didn't become cocky or start acting like I'm God's gift to women because I know I'm you know I'm not that mentality, and it's for dickheads. Uh, so anyways, this guy's been through a considerable amount of women. I'm trying to paraphrase here because this is a really long email. He ends up meet, meeting this girl. Everything's going great. Um, he's having a good time with her. After some time, this guy's from Ireland. He says, after some time, uh, the blowjobs and sex altogether had started to diminish. I had to paraphrase because he wrote a ton of information there. Basically, he meets this girl. Everything's going great. They're basically drinking and fucking and everything's off. And then, you know, it starts tapering off. So um, so it starts tapering off, and she started to use sex as a weapon. Uh, she would play mental games with me, and, it, and I'd end up feeling like a bastard. When she'd shoot me down for sex, I'd say, that's cool, I don't mind. Then i excuse myself, go to the bathroom, and crack one out. There you go, sir. That's what you do. You know, and when you get to that fucking Kevin Spacey beautiful mind level, you rub one out right in front of her. <laughs> never, I've never done that, but I think that that's awesome. Um, anyways, he goes, um, so anyways, I still got to empty the barrel, but she wasn't involved. And when I tried to talk to her calmly about what she was, see what she was thinking on how she was feeling, it would never go well. She would turn on the waterworks and play the victim, even though she was the one who instigated the mind-fucking. I'm not sure what her object- objective was, because the concept of emotional blackmail is a foreign concept to me. Um, I'd always try to approach everything with a rational under- understanding basis so that she wouldn't feel targeted or threatened. Um, I should also add that it took a lot for me to sit down calmly and talk while accepting criticism from her as I'm a very direct and often angry fella. Well, that's the only red flag there. Other than that, you seem like you take your shit and, and you give it as well. Uh, you got to watch the anger, dude. Trust me. I, I can speak volumes of that. Uh, I'm not the best guy in the world, so you can imagine how difficult it was not to punch her in her cunt face. Okay, this is getting a little uglier. Uh, as soon as she started crying, as I see crying as a schoolyard scapegoat for girls to get what they want because... They know men don't know how to handle it. All right, I'll, I'm with you with everything right up to there. Sometimes women do cry because they're upset. They do have uh, access to that emotion more than we do. And I know, but I know that angry feeling you have where you're like, this is how you have to gauge that, is basically if they cry every time, then you can call bullshit. But if they only cry once in a fucking blue moon, then you have to realize that you've really upset them. And yeah, and then you just got to deal with that, that fucking awkwardness of not knowing what to do. And then also feeling like a bully. But there's nothing worse, I will agree with you, that if you're right, and you haven't done anything wrong, and then they start crying, and then 
you know, you can't be a dick in that moment, but you, you don't, that doesn't mean you have, just because they're crying doesn't mean you have to apologize. If you're fucking right, you don't have to apologize. Uh, but there is that thing where if you make a female cry, I mean, if you're any sort of a guy, it's very difficult to just stand there and be like, what? What? I don't give a fuck. You're crying. Go ahead. Cry some more. Huh? Like you're that, that guy in uh, the great Santini. You're going to shed a few? Start bouncing a basketball off the back of their head? You can't be that guy. All right. So let's plow ahead here. Um, and anyways, females, if you want to chime in there, uh, ladies, um, what's the deal with the crying? Like, what percentage of it is bullshit? Can I get an honest fucking woman out there? I mean, God knows, guys, we have our techniques to get out of shit, and they're fucking pathetic, and you see right through them. And I know right now you're like, why are you just rubbing their fucking muffs right now? Because that's a strategy to win arguments. You just keep feeding their fucking ego. There's a lot of women out there who really believe that guys are so fucking dumb that they can't get anything past them. And that's a great place for them to continue existing as far as I'm concerned. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. No one can get anything by you. You're just fucking, yeah. You're the fucking goddamn world police with, you know, you have a vagina. You fucking know everything. Yeah, can't get anything by you. You are all powerful. I bow down in front of thee. Um, you know, it was funny about that. Yet... Any magazine out there can just, you know, fashion magazine can just tap into their fucking insecurities and get them to buy the dumbest, stupidest fucking war paint to put on their fucking face because some emaciated, I don't know, knee-knocked, pigeon-toed fucking drugged-up twat is wearing it. But you can't get, you know, you can't get anything past them yet. (laughs) That's great. My voice just cracked right there. Can't get anything past them. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm actually getting over a cold, if you haven't, if you can't tell. How did you get the cold, Bill? Was it from traveling the country and doing all that press? No, it isn't. It's because I played a game of football in the fucking rain in street clothes before Monday Night Football last week. I'm sorry. I was amped up. Um, anyways, let's plow ahead. So, uh, basically this guy deals with her for the next two fucking months, and he finally ends up just saying, he woke up one day and said, get your shite out of my flat this this is over. I can't deal with these mind games. So, where do I get to his question here? Um. Anyways, I don't have much of an ego. I like to accept my faults. You know what, dude? You've said that one too many times where I'm starting to think maybe you do. And maybe this woman is buried in a new fucking turnip garden in your backyard. I like to accept my faults and admit what I have done is wrong and learn from it. So as not to make the same mistakes over and over again. My question is, Bill, how do I get them to fuck up and stop testing my patience? And how do I meet someone who doesn't want to control me with their bullshit games? Um, I don't know, dude. I, I Half of this, I'm really going with you when you seem like an introspective person. And the other half, you, you've worded this kind of like a psycho. How do you get them to fuck up and stop testing your pa- like testing your patience? That's kind of like a, I picture a Dick Cheney type guy saying something like that. What the fuck do I know? Basically, I don't know what your problem is in this email, okay? You dated a girl. She started playing mind games with you. And all it was was after two months, you were like, fuck this. Pack up your shit and get out of my life. Um, so be one thing if you were still in the relationship, then I would say that you have problems. But you don't. 
you uh, you met a psycho. So what I would say is, uh, I don't know, just stay single. Stay single right now. And wait till you find someone who doesn't uh, try to mind fuck you. The problem is, you sound like a younger guy. And the problem is, is what you're learning is that the crazy girls, they... They're really down for anything when it comes to sex, and uh, that's really hard to resist in your 20s. So uh, what I would say is in the future is when you meet a girl like that is not to get involved in a fucking relationship. But, uh, you know, bang them and, you know, get your stories out because it will prevent you from having a midlife crisis later on in life. Am I helping you out? I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of giving you shit here, but I'm also – I'm trying. You know what I'm really doing right here is you're basically bearing the brunt of the fact that I've trashed women so much in the last ten minutes. That I have to try to seem like I'm balanced here, and that I don't ex- understand exactly what the fuck you're saying. Um, but I think I think you're fine. She tried to play that mind game with you. You didn't lose your shit. You said, according to you, anyways. You said I'm fine. You went in. You rubbed one out. You banged her for two fucking months, and one day you were like, "What am I doing?" And you just said, "Yeah, pack up your shit and get out of here." So uh, I would not – this woman is not a good example of of a good woman, all right? So don't try to – don't act like all women are like this, like I have for a long time and like I do every week on my podcast, just for comedic purposes. I like trashing them. It's fun and it's childish, but they're not all like that. If you're young, there's still great girls out there. Go out and go find them and – I don't know. Make a list of what you're looking for. And then you also have to realize, dude, that, you know, everybody's going to come with their faults, like you with your temper. Um, you know, you got your faults. So there you go. Did I help you out? I probably didn't. It probably didn't help that I fucking paraphrased your fucking email. And then I also uh, lost the batteries here in my um, in my goddamn recorder. Uh, am I going to end with that with a whimper? You guys want to hear a quick revenge story? Sure, we all do. Uh, Hey, Bill, I'm not much for shit jokes, but I thought you might be interested in one of my revenge stories. When I was in high school, there was this kid who was always giving me and my friend shit. So we decided... uh, No, wait, I just read that wrong. When I was in high school, there was a kid who was always giving my friend and I shit. So we decided we'd give him some. Look at that. What a well-worded shit joke. It's got a little foreshadowing going on there. Perfect amount of words. If the reader was a little bit better, that would have got a laugh. So anyways, he goes, uh, he was the guy who would knock people's lunch trays out of their hands in high school and high-five his buddies and laugh. So he's basically like that kid who was in the Cobra Kai and the Karate Kid, whatever that actor's name is, who played that dude all the time. He was in Back to School. He was the go-to dick in all those movies. Anyways, he was the guy who would knock... uh, My friend and I were known as the punk or skater kids, which I always thought was funny since we were just normal kids who happened to play music and would occasionally skateboard for transportation. Yeah, punk skater kids. You think that that kid was just a football player? I'm sure he... Maybe he liked cooking also. You didn't watch The Breakfast Club? We stereotype at that age. Um, Anyways... Uh, which, uh, kids, uh, duh, duh. sorry, I keep losing my place here. Uh, anyways, this asshole who will call Kent would try and start fight with, fights with us in halls and would have his minions come up and push us from behind and run away. Nice to see nothing has changed in high school. 
Um, we honestly didn't give a shit about those kids, so we ignored, ignored them most of the time. Um, subtext, they were bigger than us, and we didn't feel like getting our asses kicked. Um, but finally the day came. Kent came up. This is where they can't take it no more. I like this. Finally the day came up. Kent came up to my friend in the parking lot, grabbed his skateboard out of his hand, threw it on the ground, and stuck his chin out saying, Hit me. Come on, you fucking faggot. Hit me. <laughs> was this kid real? Was he reading from a bad coming-of-age script? Mind you, my friend has never said a fucking word to this prick, so I go, yeah, go ahead, fucking hit him. Kent then says to me, uh, you don't even want to fucking try. I'll fucking kick you, punk ass. Jesus, this is right out of the bully handbook. Uh, but me being, uh, but my friend being a smart ass said, my punk ass or my ska ass and per- proceeded to ska dance around Kent. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I don't know what ska dancing is. Is that the move in that moment? And is it, are you two going to reinvent the personal computer? Is this what, this is what I see in your future. Anyways, let's continue on with this here. Uh, That night, we went to Taco Bell to get some food and decided to take revenge. We each took our to-go bags into the bathroom and looked and took one of the most satisfying shits of our lives. So you guys sitting in different stalls, snickering at the sound of your own shit, hitting a plastic bag? There's a lot of layers to this, uh, this movie here. It's got the classic bully. It's got the two nerds. They're bonding. Sort of got a scat theme to it with a little ska dancing. You know, if you if you write a treatment, you could probably get it made in this weird economy out here in, in Hollywood. All right, let's plow, to get, uh, plow ahead here. Right, we put the bags of shit in the trunk of my car. Please tell me you double bagged. And drove over to, and at this point, this kid's so into the story, he actually writes this kid's real name. But we'll still call him Kent. Uh, we emptied, uh, emptied the bags of shit into his mailbox while trying not to throw up from the smell. The combination of our shit almost made a slurry and was leaking out of the sides of the mailbox. Jesus Christ. We sped out of the neighborhood but didn't get too far because we were both laughing so fucking hard I could barely keep the vehicle on the road. The next week at school, I heard some kids talking about what happened to Kent's mailbox. I couldn't help but smile every time someone mentioned it. And from then on, Kent's new nickname at school was Shitbox. Um, I hope you enjoyed my disgusting story, but uh, I'm not usually one for revenge or shit jokes, but this asshole deserved it. I love the podcast. All right. Well, there you go. That's one way. What's he supposed to do? He can't kick the shit out of him, so he shits in a bag with his friend, and they dump it into his mailbox. Uh, There you go, people. We're going to end on that. We're going to end on that. The Dungeons and Dragons revenge story. Um, I mean, well, what happened? Did you ever find out? Why? That was unsatisfying to me. Did Kent go out there and reach in for his bully magazine and got a handful of uh, combined shit from the two of you? Or did his poor mom, you know, who had to carry that bully around in, his, in, her, in her womb for nine months? I don't know. I don't know what to do with it. I got all thrown off with my fucking, the whole thing, uh, the, the goddamn tape recorded crapping out on me. Anyways, that's the podcast for this week. Ended on a whimper rather than a roar. Thanks to everybody 
who listens uh, to the MM Podcast and uh, Monday Morning Podcast, please go to the mmpodcast.com. Please buy my new special, um, Let It Go, on DVD. Buy a couple of them. Show your support. God bless you. And uh, if you want the old Jesus ringtone, if you can't afford a DVD, I fucking understand that. It's a crazy economy right now. Um, just go to the mmpodcast.com. And for 99 cents, you can get the OG just ringtone. And uh, if you can't afford that, who gives a fuck? Come back next week and you have another free podcast. All right, once again, thanks to everybody who helped me try to uh, hype my special. And uh, I'm going to go watch The Saints. All right, Toyota, everybody. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. A workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced technology to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available technology this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales events deals when you visit buyatoyota.com Toyota let's go places